Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, and Lord knows why you would, this is season five, episode number 34, and overall, this is our 228th episode. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are back for a second week in a row. Why? It's the off season. What the hell are you people doing? I'll tell you what we're doing. You jackasses won't stop signing on new teams. <laughs> <laughs> give us a couple of freaking weeks off people <laughs> my phone literally has 15 updates every hour from people saying oh joe schmo just signed there really it's so bad that there's stuff that's just completely fallen off the radar but before i get mired down in the details let us start where we always start craig what are you drinking tonight uh tonight for a little extra get up and go uh, I am I am drinking a beer that um, I may have had before. I'll have to go back and check. Oh, I had before on the podcast, I should say. Okay. Uh, I have cold brew. Uh, this is a co- a porter with coffee by Reverie Brewing, and I bought that uh, bought this when we were there this past weekend. Ah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. I remember you and and uh, our contributor Sean was also there with us, and you guys were putting together four packs. Um, that was it. That was yeah. I, I remember because I was like, he's taking forever, meaning Sean. So I went over there and I started to supervise and started to just tell him. Th- I think at one point I just blatantly lied to him. He was like, do you like this? And I was like, oh, my God, you need to take that. Just to get him the frick out of the brewery because we're all old and tired. So I am drinking diet soda because I'm old and tired. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a, it was really nice visiting Reverie Brewing though last Sunday. It was very, very nice. It was good to sit out and have a, a couple of drinks. We saw a lot of dogs too. A lot, a lot of, of dogs, and dogs. then it, it got surprisingly busy, like out busy. of nowhere. It got like we were there. We got there a little after twelve, and we left what like three or four o'clock, and it was packed when oh, we yeah. left. Packed. So that was a little late. I was like, "Oh, okay." There's a lot of people here now. This is the time where Britt leaves. But uh, yeah. So okay. So good. 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 Uh, I know you had it at the brewery too. That's a a, a solid porter, as I recall. Uh, it is, and it definitely has a, it's not a strong coffee taste, but you can, it's the subtle coffee taste, like, on the, it's like the aftertaste on the back end, so, mm-hmm. if you like coffee and you like porters, uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you can get it. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, let's move on to Burning Hot Takes, because there's a ton for us to talk about tonight. Nothing, like, super urgent, but, like, there's a lot of little things in the news. Um, I think, uh, I'm just gonna take the lead here and just be the first to give today. Okay. Um, we're going to talk a lot about free agent moves today. Well, one of the big free agent moves that we all thought was going to happen and expected to happen for a while uh, became official this afternoon, uh, May, March 16th, 2022, and around 12, 12.30 in the afternoon. And that was when Troy Aikman and Joe Buck became the new Monday Night Football broadcast team. <laughs> um it, this was this news has been so expected that when I broke it to the podcasters thread, the cinch's response was, "Didn't that happen like a week ago?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yes, they talked about it a week ago." But ESPN announced it today. Craig, your thoughts on the new Monday Night Broadcast team? Um, it's better than the team they had with Dennis Miller. And oh my god, yeah, remember that? Remember that? I because. That I was, try not to. you know, what's inter- what was interesting about the three of them. Hmm. Who else did he do that with? What the hell were their names that just left my brain? He was well, one of them. Uh, that was before Tony Kornheiser was there. I believe so. I'm going to look it up and see. Because he tried to do like really highbrow jokes <laughs> like in the, yeah. in the middle of the second quarter. And no one... Um, no one really cared for that. Yeah. <laughs> he ran over him faster than Attila the Hun's elephant. Uh, it was Dan Fouts and Al Michaels. Oh, my God. Was it Dan Fouts? Yep. Oh, my God. Poor Dan Fouts. Poor Dan Fouts, indeed. Poor Dan um, Fouts. The, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shocked because uh, I, know, I know Aikman was going to leave. I'm a little bit shocked about Joe Buck only because, you know, he's been on uh, – what do you call it Fox for so long, but you mm-hmm. know the mouse has a lot of money to pay people, so that's it. So it's that's it. it. You don't to. tell. <laughs> you don't say no to the mouse. <laughs> that's right. You don't say no to the mouse. I, I 
I have been on record, and I, I this is my exact words in our podcaster thread today, was I'll say this to you, I will say this today, I will say this tomorrow, and it will be on my gravestone when I die, that Joe Buck is the most overrated sports broadcaster of all time. I do. Joe Buck takes credit for things that happen in games that no one should take credit for seeing. Like, he sees a missed penalty in the first quarter, and he comes back to it on a two-minute drill and goes, you can't help but think about that penalty they should have called back at the start of the game. Really? Because <laughs> they've been on the field for like two hours since then, and a million other things have happened, and it just drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Yeah. There is a website, by the way, that talks about the best Dennis Miller Monday Night Football quotes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, let's just take one or two of these. Uh, big deal. So he scored. The last time I saw somebody dance like that, I had to pay her 20 bucks and have my pants dry clean the next day. <laughs> oh, here we go. I haven't seen anyone rely on the ground game this much since the Battle of Verdun. Oh, man. Wow. Let's see here. <clears throat> Let's see here. Let's see what it's got to be. Uh, that field goal attempt was so far to the left, it nearly decapitated Lyndon LaRouche. <laughs> There's your history lessons, folks. Do you even know who Lyndon LaRouche was? Uh, Most folks don't. The name sounds really familiar. I think he ran for president like six times in the 20s under like an extreme socialist. So, I mean... Yeah, that oh sounds God. right. That sounds right. But for me, me like, personally, I think, and you know, everyone has their own people that they like, you know, announcing games and don't like. So if you like these two people I'm going to mention, don't get offended. But for, for, for football, I, I can't listen to Randy Cross. He's not on TV anymore. Oh, I know. Randy Cross. He's only doing <laughs> like local. I think he's in San Francisco, maybe. But he's yeah, only he's, do doing, he's doing radio now, I think. <laughs> yeah. He did the Jets games for a while, like in the late yep. 90s, and it bad, very bad. And I've my level of Joe Buck annoyance uh, still goes to Susan Wallman, the, who does the radio for the Yankees. Susan Wallman is... is I, I can't. It's painful. And sometimes... Great... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Finish no, I was going to say, though, sometimes, like, you know, depending where I am, I can only listen to the audio. And for me, sometimes it's just... It's just bad <laughs> so I, I, susan wallman's a great journalist she's a terrible play-by-play -play person that's the issue so, and it's yeah. not always you can be good at something and be bad at something else that's in the same field not every good newspaper writer becomes an editor you know what i mean yeah i i think you know she was she was a trendsetter she was she challenged the status quo what feels like a thousand years ago by making you know women be able to go into locker rooms as they should have all that fun stuff but she's just not good in play-by-play -play situations. No, and there's some there's some things you can tell because she she does a game with John Sterling, mm -hmm. and if you listen oh God, if you listen to one. them if you listen to them long enough, if, if she sometimes she says stuff which, and I realize she's like the you know color commentator or whatever. Yeah, she says stuff and like you can feel like John Sterling's brain stopping. Yep. <laughs> He's like. And then he just continues on with, you know, the next play that happens. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, can, you can feel when it's there's sometimes stuff that happens in a booth that is just so cringeworthy. You just know that the people around them <laughs> are like, I mean, like I go back to that time you and I went and saw Ric Flair speak in public. Yep. And he started telling stories that were so far off color that you and I just looked at each other and Craig literally looked at me and went, cut his mic. Somebody <laughs> cut his mic. <laughs> And it was, it was, you have those moments and you can tell when they happen, even though you can't see the people. We had that moment with the, in the Mets when Keith Hernandez went off because one of the, the San Diego Padres trainer was a woman and there was a woman in the dugout. And you could tell that the other two guys in the broadcast booth were trying to steer it away. That's the kind of things that happen. Yeah. That's the kind <clears> of things <throat> that happen. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, these, I'm, I'm, I'm lo still looking at these quotes. That punt was higher than Mary and Barry on a fact-finding tour of Cartanega. <laughs> okay, thanks. You know, was, uh, Kurt Warner had more hands in his face than an OBGYN delivering Vishnu's triplets. <laughs> I mean, it's funny if you know who if you know who Vishnu is. If you don't know anything about the Hindu religion, oh man, 
<clears throat> anyway, all right. So so yeah. So yeah. this is this is just. I I only watch Monday Night Football games when it's a game that I'm interested in anyway. So this doesn't really move the needle for me. Me too. Yeah. I just oh I can't I can't do Joe Buck. I just can't. I'll just watch. You know what? I will gladly watch the Manning cast. <laughs> they are That's funny. What I'll do. That I I will watch that over over this, and I will tell anyone who will listen to do the same. So, all right. What do you got for me? For me, I'm going to skip my burning hot take because I have a breaking announcement for another signing that happened 10 minutes ago because it happened during this podcast. No, no. What now? Are you you ready? Are you sitting? No, I'm sitting, but I don't know if I could possibly be ready. This this gentleman is headed back to the AFC. He has just signed a six-year, $120 million deal to join the Bills. Position? Uh, linebacker. Oh, I don't care about defenses. It's Von Miller. <laughs> really? Yep. Okay, so now actually that does move the needle for me. So, okay. Von Miller to the Bills. Wow, that is... Six years, wow. $120 million. At age that's 32. Kind of that's kind of big, I think. Well, that's, that's the stupidest thing I've ever said. That's kind of big, I think. <laughs> that's... Wow. Your thoughts? I'm kind of just uh, taken by it. This is not I'm, what I expected. I'm sh- I really thought he was just he was going to go back to Denver. That's what he seemed to be in- intimating with his Instagram posts, but yeah. So So yeah. Wow. Wow. That news hasn't even hit my screen yet. So, um among the uh, we have a, a ton of other stuff to discuss. Um but um something that flew under the radar is my second question. Did you know that Jack Doyle retired? I saw a little blurb about that. And all the madness that was like Russell Wilson getting traded. And we haven't even talked about Tom Brady yet. No. We're going to have to. Did you, did you find any appropriate like dramatic music, like soap opera-esque music so we can, <laughs> you know, we can, we can do our telenovela that stars Aaron Rodgers and Tom yeah. Brady. And I, it's I, just I like, something close. We'll see. So Jack Doyle, the guy you could rely on in DFS once a season, just got to figure out which that one week is, has retired. And I'm sad. I'm sad about this. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, consistent. But yeah, DFS, you're right. He had like one, there was always one, One sometimes two weeks, sometimes two, but he, he would be the top uh, tight end. But yeah. And like three or four years ago, he had those two games back to back, and freaking John Hansen, the guru, went absolutely crazy about he was picking up Jack Doyle in all formats. And but I was like, really, two two games, and and then like the next game, he like caught one pass for thirteen yards, and that was it. But I was like, oh my god, Jack Doyle, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm sad. All right, let's move on to other news because there's a ton, like you said, going on. Let's we're not going to talk anymore about Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, news out of Tennessee that Tulio Jones will be released. I'm shocked. Uh, the only reason I'm shocked is because they gave up two draft picks for him. They no did. And, and Corey Davis isn't there. So now they only right. have one receiver. <laughs> yeah. And no one should be shocked that this didn't work. No. We were. drafted a I'm not. 33-year-old walking injury. And you're shocked when he only appeared in, let me see, how many games? Ten games. Oh, man, I was going to guess eight. <laughs> 31 catches for 434 yards and one TD. Like, his yep. best game of the year was against the Bengals <clears throat> in the postseason. He was six for 62. Remember when Julio Jones was the first receiver off the board drafting? Yes, in all formats. In all formats. In all formats. He was not. If we were in a wide receiver heavy league, I remember drafting Julio Jones when he was a rookie because, God, who was there? Was that Roddy White was the number one in Atlanta? And he was coming off a big year, and I said, they're going to have to spread the ball a little bit. I wonder, and I picked him up like really late, like 10th or 11th round. I picked up this rookie kid named Julio Jones. And then it was exactly what I thought. Everybody was like, okay, we got to shut down Roddy White because it's Ryan DeWhite all the time, blah, blah, blah. And Julio Jones had an amazing year. 
and I immediately traded him, and then it's been downhill ever since. So, <laughs> but I, I does he go anywhere, Craig? Will somebody give him a shot? Um, probably, probably he'll sign another one-year deal somewhere. Yeah, I think he probably. Right. I mean, the he's way this right. the way this off-season free agency is going in the past week, I won't be shocked. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to jump in our talk of people who have signed to two guys right off the bat. That both of these guys leaving their team shocked me. And that is Chase Edmonds as he signs with the Dolphins and Christian Kirk with the Jaguars. First off, the Jaguars appear to think that they can... Last year, they thought if they just brought in the right coach and paid him a bajillion dollars, they'd win. Now they're not going to pay their coach anything, <laughs> and they're going to bring in all these players and pay them a bajillion dollars and find out that that's not going to win either. <laughs> yep. But Pretty that's much. beside the point. But Edmonds and Christian Kirk both leave the Cardinals. And my first thought was, who is even still there? Uh, AJ Green. He is not on their depth chart. Oh. <laughs> is he technically a free agent? He is a free agent. Oh, then who's he, he hasn't signed anywhere yet, but he is a free agent. He does not have to re, he may not return. Man, then but who, they, who do they have? So that's the thing. So I here's where I'm going. This is this is the this this starting lineup. You're gonna sit there and go, okay, that can contend. Kyler Murray, if he comes back, which right. is a huge question mark right now because he's not happy, right? Right. James Connor, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Antoine Wesley. And Zach Ertz are your skill positions. You know, after last year, I I just don't know about Hopkins anymore. I I think I think that I think there's something to be said about the way Arizona does its business and the fact that they always start hot and then fall. My plan this year, and I'm going to broadcast, broadcast this universe right now. I am draft if my, Murray comes back. I am drafting Kyler Murray, James Conner, and DeAndre Hopkins off the board when it's appropriate, and I'm trading them before the end of week three. <laughs> I'm I, they're, they're, whatever their value is going to be. It's highest at week three or four. I'm moving them. Then I am not going through this bullshit again this year where Kyler Murray is usable and Kyler Murray is hurt and Kyler Murray is angry and Kyler Murray. No, I'm done with it. Now, why I bring that up is that's not a terrible starting lineup, right? On paper. There's, no. All right. But with the departure of Edmonds and Kirk, it got me thinking, where is their depth? So now I'm going to read the second string Okay. For the same positions in the same order. All right. Cole McCoy. Okay. Eno Benjamin. Sure. Greg Dortch. Okay. Andy Isabella. <laughs> Who? An- uh, exactly. Andre Bastialia. I'm not even sure if I'm saying these names right. And Max Williams. Who? <laughs> they are paper thin. Do they have they are, do they have money? Can they sign anyone? I'll go to over the cap while we're talking about this. They are paper the you let your depth literally walk out the door when Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds left. And breaking news. Oh my god, and the Colt McCoy signing just happened. Like, that happened today. Oh, it happened today? <laughs> that happened today. I had no idea that it happened today. I just saw that it was there. I was like, oh, okay. He's there now? All right, whatever. Where's the Cardinals on this list? Come on, where's the list? There they are. The Cardinals have $6.6 million in cap space right this minute for 2022. So, no, they hmm. don't have a ton of space. And let's see, where's their biggest their biggest liabilities? DJ Humphreys, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but they're underwater on him. J.J. Watt actually isn't that bad. Buda Baker, Jordan Phillips. It's all the non-skill positions that they owe all this money on. Like, Kyler Murray's cap number is 11.3 mil, but it's 11.1 hit if they cut him. They don't save anything. Like, the only person they save money on if they cut him is D.J. Humphreys. How does D.J. Humphreys have a $14 million base salary? How? Um... The same way that uh, Austin Hooper was owed $13.5 million. You paid a left tackle. I, I, don't get me wrong. Left tackle is like the king of offensive line. You need to have a left tackle. But I, how many times has Kyler Murray sacked this year? 
How many sacks did he take? I don't know. Wait, is Kyler Murray left-handed or right-handed? Because that would matter. Uh, righty? Oh, okay. Then a left tackle, yes. <laughs> Let's see here. Where's the... Uh, no, no, I want to see the season. How come I can't see sacks in season stats? Why, why isn't that a category? Because you, you, you're on a oh, need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know right now. <laughs> in 2021, he was sacked 31 times. 31 times he was sacked. That's up from the previous year. Now it's down from 2019 when they sacked him 48 times. Great. They sacked him 31 times. That's an average of twice a game. You cannot be giving up an average of two sacks a game. Oh, but that's what, that's like the average. Okay, great. It still doesn't meet, but you, you literally are paying this guy all, you're paying him $14 million. And he's got a $1 million roster bonus per game, by the way. Oh, really? Yes, on top of his 14 mil. That doesn't, wow. I don't think it counts into his his thing. You know what DeAndre Hopkins' roster bonus is? Zero. He gets nothing for playing each game, which is smart because he misses a lot of time. <laughs> but I was just, I looked at this and I went, what the hell is Arizona doing? Like, seriously, what is Arizona actually doing to be competitive right now? Because you let the two guys you needed to keep walk out the door. You haven't acquired anybody that I've noticed. What What the hell? So, all right, I'm scratching those off those. We're done talking about them. All right, let's, let's get the one out of the way that Sean's waiting for. Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? They, um, Sean, yeah, Sean wanted, uh, on the way to the brewery, Sean was talking about how the Bears should sign Christian Kirk. <laughs> that didn't happen. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But the Jaguars drove a dump truck full of money up to his door. And that's going to happen, you know. I, it's not all the good free agent. I've, I can't remember. There's always a lot of moves right in the beginning, right? We always see, like, the Rodgers deal and things like that happen real early on because it ties to the, it ties to the, the franchise tag. Devontae Adams, I'll go to my grave saying this. Devontae Adams does not get franchise tagged if they don't work out a deal with, with Rodgers. That's true. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen, in my opinion. I just It does not make sense for you to do one without the other. So you work out that deal first. We didn't have a lot of those this year. I don't think we used a, I don't think a lot of teams use their franchise tag this year. Not as many on, on um, notable skill positions. It was wins I know about. It was Adams... Uh, Jesse Bates in Cincinnati. He's a safety, and uh, David Njoku in Cleveland, which I we talked about last week. I still don't understand because they cut Austin. I still Hooper. understand. <laughs> Did they and, cut Hooper? Yeah, they said good day because they're going to save thirteen point two five million dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not with that. He, they actually saved nine point five million dollars because of what he was owed. I just, I, this is, this and, is, you know, and they might we... trade, they, and they might trade, uh, Baker. Now will everyone listen to me that the Browns are a dumpster fire <laughs> for the love of God. Baker wrote, did, did you see, did you see that Baker wrote a thank you letter to the city of Cleveland? I did because he seriously doesn't know if he's still going to be a Brown or not. Well, that's the thing. I see, see, here's the thing. I really think all of this talk to of Watson to the Browns, so we'll move on to there. I think all of this talk of Watson to the Browns is bait for Atlanta. I really mm. do. Because all of a sudden, it was, we're close, and Baker's been told that nothing is certain for next year, and he's writing goodbye letters, which aren't really goodbye letters, but it, some people took it as such. And all of a sudden... Atlanta's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about this thing. Let's get together. We have things to give you. We got this Matt Ryan guy. Let's talk. And now all of a sudden they're doing interviews where supposedly if Watson passed the interview with the um, with the, the Falcons today, this deal is going to be announced sometime this week. So what do they do? Like, okay, horses? so hypothetically, what do they do with Ryan? Don't they owe they him? Tra- don't they owe be. him a ton of money? He's got to be part of the trade, right? He's got to be going to Houston in the deal to buy Houston two or three years before they can draft another franchise quarterback. That's mm. got to be the plan. I don't. 
I don't understand how, what else, what else would you do? You can't you cannot have them both. No, you there can't. Is, <laughs> there is no universe in which you're able to have those two guys on the roster from a financial standpoint. Matt Ryan's cap number this year is $36.6 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you cut him before June 1st, what about what about post-June 1st? Okay, you'd have to cut him after June 1st. What if they trade him? Okay, wait a minute. Trade? No, they've got to eat it if they trade him. If they trade him after June Okay. If Matt Ryan were traded after June 1st, which I don't think is going to happen, they would save $8 million in cap money. If they trade him beforehand, his cap number is is 36.6 with a dead money number of 55.5. Jesus. So it's 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 prorated bonus. You know what Matt Ryan's base salary is? It's only 8.7 million, but he's got a prorated bonus of 28 million dollars. <laughs> Smart agent. <laughs> Smart agent. And this is you got to think this was Atlanta's plan. All right, listen, if we just don't get back to a Super Bowl with him, we re-sign him now. If we don't get back to a Super Bowl with him, we'll just move on from him at some point, right? Give him, like, three years to figure it out, and if he doesn't figure it out, we're going to have to move on, okay? If he figures it out, we'll restructure him. We'll do a Brady. We'll sit him down. We'll give him, like, a 10% stake in the team. That had to be the conversation. Now, keep in mind, they also have a new general manager. Oh, that's right, Terry they Fontenot do. just got there last year. Been there since 2021. He probably wants to move on from Matt Ryan. He probably does, and he sees this as a, as a time to do it. So I, I don't know. I uh, don't know. It's... Uh, there's there's breaking news from the source. Oh, sweet Jesus. Sorry, talk to me. <clears throat> O.J. Howard went to the Bills. That's not news. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's not news because I knew it already, or that's like not. That's not news because it's O.J. Howard. He's probably OJ Howard is a poor man's Jack Doyle. He's probably injured. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that press release hurt him. <laughs> he suffered an injury on the press release. Oh, my God. He probably injured himself signing any sort of deal. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, but I mean, so that, so let's, let's stick with the quarter as the quarterback's turn. Yes. Tom Brady comes back from the dead. Who's shocked? Uh, not me. Nor am I. My only shock is he didn't take a year off to really kind of pump up the drama even more. That's it. So let me ask you this. Here's my question to you. What's the percentage chance that this was driven by Giselle Bunchen saying you are a pain in the ass around the house? Um, probably. Or he was sitting around the house being, so this is my life now. <laughs> and went back. I'm going to put like 12% chance that his wife chased him back. And I told my wife this story the other day. If you, if you ever watched the, there was a show briefly on the USA network. I think it ran for two seasons called Hogan knows best. Yes. And it followed Hulk Hogan after he retired. Yes. I remember that. Show. And the first episode should have been named. Please unretire. You're a pain in the ass. <laughs> it involved him coming home to find out that his daughter had started dating his daughter was like 16 or 17 years old. His daughter had started dating and the mom really liked this guy and all these things. Hulk Hogan was so bored and so just like, I, I have to take care of my family now because I don't have to be on the road 300 days a year that he actually installed a GPS tracker in her car so he could <laughs> stalk them on the date. And in the show, you watch him as he's sitting in front of a computer watching the dot move and breaking news, the two teenagers went to a restaurant, went straight to a movie theater, and then back to their house. And he was shocked. <laughs> like, oh, that's not how teenagers acted when I was. A... It's not 1965 anymore, Terry. This is, this is modern day. But this is the level of boredom that hits professional athletes slash entertainers when they retire. Yeah, because it's a completely different life. You, you stop, and then you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> And it's not all of them. No. Some of them do. Some of them. Gene Hackman announced he was not going to do any more movies like eight years ago. Since then, he's written like three books. He's just pushed his energy into a different venture to keep himself sane. And he's okay. But like there's some guys that just don't know how to stop. I worry that Tom Brady is one of those guys who does not know when to stop. And here's the problem. At some point, your body tells you you have to stop. 
Yeah. Well, he's always said he wanted to play till he's 45. What is he, 43? Yeah. So. so it'll be two more years. But that's all well and good, but somebody has to want you to play at 45. And yes, he's in tremendous condition, but, and I can't remember, there's a guy in ESPN likes to say this all the time, the only undisputed person is Father Time. The only undefeated, true. undisputed champion is Father Time. That's the quote. Sorry, I botched that quote pretty badly. Still makes sense. Either way. It, it, yes. <laughs> you're not, it, at some point, I mean, like, I look at guys like Joe Montana. Joe Montana walked away from the game. I'm like, that guy's going to end up working in an organization or he's going to end up broadcasting. No, Joe Montana's like living the high life with his feet up on the couch. No, yeah. Now he's, he's, now he's doing um, AARP commercials. Yes. <laughs> Some people make the shift. Some people don't. This really feels like a guy who's not able to make the shift. And the problem isn't that, that he's not, he's forcing himself to do something he shouldn't do. At some point, he's got to reach that point. He's got to come to. He's got to come to terms with his own career's mortality. Yeah. No. I think. I think he's trying to hit that forty-five-year-old goal he put in his brain. That's maybe what I think he's doing. Maybe. And I'm not suggesting it's easy, guys. You wake up every morning from the age of like 14, 15 years old, and here he is, almost roughly thirty years later, a little less than thirty years later. And all of a sudden, that just stops. It's not easy to break those kinds of routines. I get it. I get it. A lot of retirees go through this, even when they don't live that kind of a high-profile life. But for his own peace of mind, at some point, he's going to have to be comfortable with this. He's going to have to make that move, because if he doesn't, the move's going to be made without him, and he's just it's going to sting even more. Just saying, at, at some true. point, <clears throat> careers have shelf lives. They do. They have shelf lives. So That they do. All right, so Trubisky goes to the Steelers. Tom Brady returns from the dead. And I I barely had to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm happy. <laughs> uh, Tyrod Taylor to the Giants. He's the backup for your boy Daniel Jones. And and I was thinking about this. I'm, I get my, my, day-to-day, my day-to-day work involves a lot of investigations of things that happen and like just trying to figure out why. Why and how did this happen? And I applied that level of logic to the Tyrod Taylor thing. And it occurs to me that Tyrod Taylor is the most Daniel Jones backup not named Daniel Jones. That's deep. Like... Think about all the backups in the league or all the guys they could have gone out to get. Who has the mobility with the arm strength that Daniel Jones has? Daniel Jones does not make great decisions. He does not do reads well, but he can throw a football and he can scramble and run when he needs to. And so can Tyrod Taylor. Hmm. It almost feels like the Giants backed him up with him, a lesser version of him. Maybe, I don't want to say less talented because that's just really rude. But a, 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 a version of him that isn't going to be quite as productive because Daniel Jones falters or gets hurt. This guy literally plugs into the offense and nothing changes. Huh, that's true. I think you might, just be my onto, take. you might be onto something there. No, I can, I can, definitely, I can definitely see that. With that's the two just of them. my take. And of course, Evan Ingram went to the Jaguars. Of course, so, that's where everyone's going. Apparently, yeah, the Jag- yeah the Jaguars have a a second year quarterback who lost a complete year of development because his head coach had drafted him as an asshat. But we'll <laughs> sign him some big receivers. We'll sign him two guys that can't stay healthy, and Christian Kirk and Evan Engram. And you know, maybe if we get them to alternate games as healthy, we'll be fine. <laughs> I, oh, I don't I don't know this this whole free agent season is starting to annoy me. We talked about Watson to the Browns. Amari Cooper goes to the Browns because apparently they're going to walk away. They've given Jarvis Landry permission to go find a trade. Yep. Listen, if you flame out in Dallas, you just you just shouldn't go anywhere else. That's it. <laughs> um, That's it. Your your best friend Kirk Cousin got thirty five million dollars to stay with the Vikings. Oh, for a I year. missed him. I missed him on the list of as the quarterbacks turn. <laughs> the Vikings. Why? Why? One year, $35 million. Why? Um, No one is taking him from you. (laughs) But that's why, that's that's why, 
And you signed him because there's nobody you can draft and there's nobody you feel you want to go out and get in free agency. But why are you giving him $35 million? He has literally done nothing for your team in the, what, four seasons now he's been he there? He got to the playoffs once, didn't he? Got to look. Did he? Did he? See, the, it's so unremarkable. <laughs> if he did, it's so unremarkable. I'm just... Uh, these moves confound me. I don't understand. You know which move I didn't understand, and this isn't a quarterback? Why mm-hmm. Why did the Cowboys, and I know they let Amari Cooper go, but why did the Cowboys give Michael Gallup $62.5 million? Again, these are all moves that don't make any sense. They are I, giving these like, guys Hall of Famer-level money. And it's still Michael Gallup. Paying him more money does not undo the fact that he's Michael Gallup. I've just found an article, by the way, on USA Today's Vikings Wire entitled (laughs) Kirk Cousins is the Michael Jordan of NFL contract negotiations. (laughs) Um, Quote, wait, let me read you this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You don't have to love it. You don't even have to like it. But Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is the greatest of all time at an NFL negotiating table. Go ahead and give the man a cigar and a sneaker deal because no one can touch him. He is the Michael Jordan of contract dealings. <laughs> the Vikings made him the first quarterback in NFL history to ever be franchise tagged in back-to-back seasons. Oh, they, my God. They have, out of his four seasons, they've only been to the playoffs once. And they beat the, that was the year they beat the Saints in 2019. And then they lost the 49ers the next playoff game. And that he was got it. A, it's a, oh, my God. I just... Oh, my God. And the worst part is... Cousins... Cousins is... Hey, I, I just... I don't even... I don't even know what it's... I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> Other than the Vikings just, like... They I, just, I don't... They just want to keep him there. And they lost one of their interior linemen. Where is where is Minnesota? Where's Minnesota on this list? There it is. They lost uh who did they lose? Is it Mason Cole? Alright, now I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. I, I, I just I just oh I I leave I am I am angry at I am angry at football for existing in this format. <laughs> oh oh actually really quick back to Matt Ryan. Oh, I didn't I did not know the Falcons restructured his contract. Yes. Oh, so this so these numbers on over the cap might not be accurate. Uh, so let me see here. Restruct his contract to create twelve million in cap space. Yep. Uh, so he was due twenty three point seven five million in cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his previous cap number was forty eight point six six two. Yep. And his number was thirty six and change. Yep. So that makes sense. Okay. So the number I saw was accurate. Oh my god! You mean it was worse than what I read? Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. I you can't see me right now, <laughs> but I have my head in my hands and my eyes are closed. Did you take your glasses and, off? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Okay, so people who know me well know that when the glasses hit the table, there's only one stage beyond that before I just start doubting humanity, and that is me rubbing my eyes while the glasses are on the table. There's like six stages to my what the fuck is happening. It's it's like it's like that meter that that terror meter that goes through the different colors that 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 George W. Bush liked. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in a, a firm yellow. My hand, my head is in my hands. My eyes are closed, and nothing makes sense right now. This guy has literally done nothing to advance your team. You made the playoffs once, once. Your division has been weak. Green Bay has been the only competition in your division. You play in the same division as the Bears and the Lions. Mm-hmm. Finishing second in that is like God-ordained. You don't even have to try. <laughs> to finish second in the NFC North. And two years ago when Rodgers was hurt, you should have you should have caught 13-3. and three. Uh, I, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's move on from the quarterbacks that make me wish I were dead. Let's go back to the list and see. Okay, C.J. Ozoma to the Jets. Okay. Sad. Sad. 
Now the glasses might hit the table. Why? Why would you go to the Jets? I I don't know because the Jets have a lot of money. Um, you know, they just threw various cars filled with money at him. I think it was was it like thirty two million, twenty eight million, something like that. I and you know, hopefully Zach Wilson can get him the ball. You know, uh, but it's sad because yeah, I liked him as a Bengal. Uh, I thought he was really instrumental in them with helping them last year, but wish him luck. And yeah, but the Jets, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. The Listen, Jets, the Jets do utilize tight ends a lot historically, so we'll see. Listen, there, there's, there is a notable deficit in team quality in the middle of the alphabet, <laughs> and if you go to a team whose mascot starts with a J, you're pretty much just flushing 2023 down the toilet, or 2022 down the toilet. The Jets and Jaguars should not be touched. Should not, you just stay away from them. I'm looking at the list. I'm just going down, rolling down the list of teams. There's a lot of teams with letters in the the beginning or end of the alphabet, so there's not a whole lot of examples of this. I'm looking for, let's see, who else has got the Giants? There you go, G. Eh, E's too close to the beginning. I'm looking. Lions, L. Eh, Packers are pretty good. Falcons, F. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with the middle of the alphabet? 49ers. Eh, that's a As number four. I'll let that slide. Okay. Stay away from the middle of the alphabet. Just just don't do it. Don't do it. Speaking of people who shouldn't, who went, people who wanted to get the hell out of Jag, the Jacksonville, DJ Shark signs a contract with the Lions. Now my glasses are off. <laughs> Now my glasses are off. You went to a place where they could not get you the goddamn ball to a place where they're not going to be able to get you the goddamn ball. Uh, yes. You better have made a mint on this. I didn't see the contract details. But, um, oh my God. Megatron was... could not win there. Yeah, the and, he had, and he had Matt Stafford. <laughs> Calvin Johnson could not win there. With Matt Stafford. Nope. They they got close once, and then, you know, there was that horrible call, but... Oh, um. my God. All right, somebody saved me. What was else? I got one more on my list of, like, key moves. Now, keep in mind, folks, there's been a ton of moves. I just picked these because I just went, all right, skill position. I didn't really even do anything with them. I just wrote them down, and now that I'm really looking at them, I'm like, what in the holy hell is happening? Russell Gage goes to the Bucks. Because Antonio Brown is gone, um, I guess is the rationale behind that. It makes sense. Um, oh, uh, DJ Shark—he's getting ten million dollars for one year. That's it, and it's fully guaranteed. I, it better be a ten million for one year with the Lions. Why wouldn't? Why? Well, I guess technically it's a three-year deal. But the Lions added two void years after 2022 to spread out the bonus and keep more cap room. Football math, man. <laughs> Are they actually thinking they're going to put together a team for one year so that they can void a whole bunch of deals? Uh, Is... Maybe. Uh, let's see. If the poison pill comes in the form of dead cap figures in 2023 and 2024, there is a $6 million hit on the 23 and 24 caps by adding the void years. Divided between two seasons. Unbelievable. By the way, just because I, I haven't checked on it in a while, I just ran Antonio Brown through the Google, <laughs> and I pulled up one article from two days ago. Le'Veon Bell feels he and Antonio Brown are misunderstood. Breaking <laughs> news, you're not. <laughs> you're not. N- there is no misunderstanding. You are great, talented men who are locker room cancers. That's it. Uh, yes, yes. That's it. Whatever you deal with in your personal lives, whatever you deal with, you let it leak into your professional life, and no one wants to deal with your shit. Well, I didn't like my contract, so you applied at a goddamn Dairy Queen. Yep. Normal athletes don't do that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> They do not. No no other professional athlete. And, and we live in an era where it's easier than ever with things like TikTok. 
it's easier than even when he did it to go out there and make these things happen, and they don't do it. Oh. You know what? Let's just move on to final thoughts before I throw a chair. I don't know why all of these are just, like, so frustrating, but these moves are just like, what are all of you doing? I have one question. We kind of hit on it, but I have one question for you. Like, how do you feel about players just deciding that they don't want to play because they don't like their contract. Like Devonte Adams got tagged and he said, he's not going to play if he has the tag on, on you know, the franchise he tag. Has, he has the right as an individual in a free enterprise system to say, I'm no longer going to perform the duties of this job and not get paid what he was supposed to get paid. You or I can walk into our offices tomorrow and tell our bosses we quit. We live in Connecticut. Connecticut is a right-to-work state. And I work in HR. I do know these things. <laughs> okay? It's a right-to-work state. I can walk in, and unless I'm under a contract that has been legally approved, which I'm not, I can leave my job at any time. He, because he has a union, has the right to retire. Makes but, sense. <laughs> but why, why would you take these lines? Why would you take these hard lines? Why? Don't do it. Yeah, he he apparently wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league. Okay. That's his problem. I want to be the highest paid podcaster in the world. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> I'm not going to get there by refusing to record until I get it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Well, but his body of work, he's been one of the best receivers. Great. How many Super Bowl rings is he wearing? Zero. <sighs> Yeah, zero. He wasn't zero. there. He wasn't there when Rodgers won, was he? No, he yeah. has the exact same number of Super Bowl rings as I do. <laughs> That's zero. true. That is true. Zero point zero. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you could say I have a leg up on him because I actually worked for a minor league baseball team that made it to the finals of their their league. I've been closer to a championship than Devonte Adams has. Wow, that is that is true. That is very true. So until he plays in a Super Bowl, I don't, I don't want. I just no. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about guys who don't win. And that's what this whole episode. <laughs> that was this whole episode. This whole episode. Mitch Trubisky, uh, CJ Azoma. That's a bad one. But Tyron Taylor, Jack Doyle, DJ Shark, Amari Cooper, uh, Deshaun Watson, Baker Evan Mayfield, Edgar, Russell Gage, Baker Mayfield, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk. Where are the titles on that list? Actually, There's Julio, Julio Jones doesn't title. even have one, does he? No. <laughs> but he's been closer than Devontae Adams. That is true. That now, is again, the other, the other side of the argument is you got to remember, Britt, these guys live, have very limited, limited shelf lives. You just were talking to me. You were lecturing us about how Tom Brady needs to come to terms with his football mortality. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I am not suggesting that they should not be paid accordingly based on what they should be doing. But to demand that you are either going to get paid a new contract or you're going to walk away, oh, well, walk away. At some point, I, I, I totally understand this is a violent game. It is a game that has a very short, short life, shelf life. You have to monetize it while you can to take care of your family. That is 100% true. But you can't just sit there every single time you don't like your contract and apply at Dairy Queen or refuse to play for a cap number. What did we say the cap number was going to be for? I'm sorry, the, the tag number? The tag number is like, something like ridiculous. Isn't it like $16 million? Um, I'd have to check. I don't have it in front of me. I'll look it up in front of me. But it's not like they're asking him to play for league minimum. Uh, hmm. I'm typing into the Google right now. Uh, eighteen point four million dollars. I would like eighteen point four million dollars. Eighteen point four million. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Eighteen point four million dollars is the tag number for wideout, but there's an exemption if you made over a certain amount, and he made sixteen point eight million dollars last year, which is close enough to force an adjustment in the football math. His tag number is twenty. Point one million dollars. I would like twenty point one million dollars. <laughs> so his cap number, in theory, what he was paid when you factor in bonuses and everything last year was sixteen million dollars. He's gonna get 
a 25% raise, and he's refusing to play under it. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins played two <laughs> seasons under the tag, and now he's counting his money. Yes. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about guys who haven't won anything. <laughs> I really have. You know what? The only guy on this entire list who's won anything, and it, 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 it literally, it, and we've talked about this entire episode, is Jack Doyle, and he's won me money in DFS. That's it. That's uh, it. And we haven't even touched base on the fact that Byron Pringle is still floating out there, folks. Is he? Byron Pringle is a restricted free agent, and if he does not return to the Chiefs, I may throw a chair. <laughs> Just put it on your stream and on Twitch. If you I might. It. I might have to throw a chair. Oh my God! I, I, this this off season is almost as aggravating as the regular season is for me. I'm slowly evolving into a Chris Russo type, just constant stage of rage <laughs> where you just tell it, Chris, Mad dog. Russo, this is why I can't listen to him. You give him any piece of information and he flies into a rage about it. And it, the stuff that pisses him off shocks me. No, oh, really? <laughs> oh, we're out of deviled eggs. You're out of deviled eggs. How do you run out of deviled eggs? You've got one job. <laughs> deviled eggs is your one job. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I, I couldn't listen to him when he was on in New York. I, I You know how many times I've gone on? I've been a serious subscriber for twenty years. You know how many times I've gone on to the Mad Dog Station? Exactly zero. Oh really? I literally scroll past it when I'm turning up the sports dial, looking for something to listen to. It pops up, and I keep going. Can't. <laughs> All right. I'm. I, I'm done. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that my. No, actually, we can't make that my final thought. I gotta go. Go ahead and go to final thoughts. Uh, Before I rant on something else. I'm <laughs> ranting tonight, guys. <laughs> Chairs are going to be in the air. Um, just really quick, uh, because we were our wrestling fans, uh, my final thought is just a farewell to to the bad guy. Uh, yeah. Razor Ramon, his real name is Scott Hall, uh, passed away after a procedure due to a blood clot that caused several heart attacks, and he did not, uh, unfortunately, pull through. So... Yeah, then he was. He was. The, my salute to him was going to be my final thought too. Oh, we can just combine it. Yeah, yeah. I think you just said it eloquently. It's so beautifully. I mean, I got to meet the guy once. He did a an appearance at the ballpark that I worked at, and with the NWO, I can just tell you right now, I got, I, I, I my my job in the ballpark was working in merchandising, so I had a front row seat to a lot of these things. I didn't. I, I had. To, I got two hours to talk to Dwight Gooden once, which was just an amazing like the best afternoon of my life. I was just kind of, well, next to my wedding, my wife doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but like, it, that was one of my best sports experiences ever was sitting and talking to Dwight Gooden. But I was, I was within hearing range of a lot of these celebrities that came to the ballpark. And let me tell you, he came with the NWO. He brought Nash with him. He brought X-Pac with him. And um, he was so engaging with the fans. The other guys were clearly there to do their job. I'm here to sign some autographs and take some pictures. And, Scott Hall was involved. Well, he just he enjoyed himself. He was and he enjoyed talking to the fans, you know. Um, and he he, he was a, a talented man and a nice guy. So it is. It's a it's a huge, it's a huge loss. I do love the fact that when they removed him from life support, he refused to die for like three hours. That is true. That, that like his, is very true. His final, yeah, you can hate me all you want to like the world was like, I'm not going on your schedule. I'm going on mine. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and as as nice a guy as he was, he played a fantastic bad guy, and and that was this his final his final yeah. yo to everybody was to to sit there and say, no, I'm going, I'm going when I feel like going, not when you not when when you think it's time to go. So. But you know where you should go? You should go and leave us a review wherever you listen to us on whatever podcast network you find us. We are on so many right now, it is impossible to name. But we really appreciate any feedback and any reviews we get on the podcast uh, directory of your choice. Uh, in addition, we'd love for you to reach out to us. Reach out to us. We are on Twitter, at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. And we are available via email, Fignuts dfs at gmail.com now is a great time to reach out to your with your questions and your comments craig and i are going to get working on our draft preview um we actually it was funny we, we the source showed up to have drinks with us on sunday it's which true. was kind of amazing it's, it's always interesting to watch like 
the guy who looks like he's in Secret Service come through and scan a room and then he signals something out a door and then the source enters. It's like it's like something like the president's coming to have a beer with you. It's kind of very secretive and everything. And <laughs> and then he tells you like you can't use his real name. Yeah, you know. I think this time what was his code name this time? Was it Mrs. Esterhouse? I don't know. Uh, like I think that's what he went back to, yeah. Yeah, he went back to using Mrs. Esterhouse. So, um, but yeah, he, he actually came. I, I forgot to mention it to him. If I say, listen, we got to start talking about draft strategy because I need to know what we people, people are asking me. They ask, what, what are we doing with the, the NFL draft? And I'm like, well, I don't know yet. So we'll, we'll get closer to it. We'll find out. But, but in the meantime, please reach out to us. If you have any questions or any comments, we would love to hear from you. This is probably the most rambling I've done in a while. I, I just, I can't even focus a thought based on any of these moves. <laughs> None of this makes a lick of sense to me. Nope. I'm living in a day and age where Kirk Cousins signed a massive one-year deal and DJ Shark is a lion <laughs> and Jack Doyle is retired. Yes. I, I just, I don't, who's still out there? Before we wrap this up, um, who is still even out there? Let's see really quick. Here, I'm pulling up the, the free agent tracker. Let's see notable guys that are still out there. And it goes by team. So let's see. Um, Matt Breida, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't consider them. I'm just going to go, no, Will Fuller. Hmm. Yeah. Nah. That's <laughs> Jameson <laughs> Crowder. Eh. Latavius Murray. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Uh, wow. They're really, it, like, like. All right, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. I would consider those guys who would be helpful somewhere else. Ray Ray McLeod, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Washington is out there. Like the entire Steelers oh, receiving core. And Allen Robinson. Rumors are he might go to the Jets. Oh, my God. Why? Okay. I can't. <laughs> That's the last thing I saw about him. The Jets are on the list. I can't. And the Colts, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, and Zach Paschal are all free agents of some level. Um, looking, I'm just, I'm literally just scrolling as fast as I can. We talked about Julio, Melvin Gordon. Is Melvin Gordon done? Eh, maybe. Rob Gronkowski technically is. Yeah. Agent. So is Odell. Peyton Barber. I forgot he was even still in the league. Marcus Mariota, Jalen Richard, uh, Chase Daniel, Justin Jackson, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of huge names out there. Blake Jarwin is a free agent. There's a couple. You know what? It's killing. There's, there's good free agent tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is also a tight end. Is also a free agent. He just can't stay healthy. Devontae Booker um, as. Yeah, I think Jameis Winston actually just signed with someone. Adam Humphreys is a free agent. Remember when he was actually somebody we would talk about? Tariq Cohen, Demir Bird, Marquise Goodwin. Oh, my God. The entire wide receiver core in the in the Bears. Leonard Fournette, and Jimmy technically. <laughs> Robert Tanyan. Ooh. Ooh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, listen, if DJ Shark is getting a big deal, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's got to go somewhere, right? You would think. Cordero Patterson. Wow, Amir Abdullah, I didn't know he was still in the league. Ian Thomas, he's good for one game a year. The Saints got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Gio Bernard. Leonard Fournette is out there. I've not heard a thing about Leonard Fournette. Fournette and Ronald Jones are both free agents for the Bucs. Ooh. That's going to be a different Buccaneers team. It is. And Gio Bernard. All three of their running backs. Not that Gio's like the main attraction there, but and, and who knows if Fournette is if he stays healthy. But you can't let all three of them walk. There's no way. There's nope. no way you can let all three of them walk. Nope. And he just lost O.J. Howard. Not and one of their lost. offensive linemen went to the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kappa. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this just in. Von Miller's six-year deal is worth $120 million, $34 million fully guaranteed. Why is my phone telling me things you told me half an hour ago? That's right. I, I don't That's know. That's not breaking news. <laughs> not anymore, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to have words with Siri after we're done. Okay. I'm talking way after. So, uh, you know, let's just go straight to the finale before I find something else to rant about. Um, until next week, folks, Craig and I will be back. I think, who knows? I don't even know if I can do this anymore. Russell Gage. <laughs> until next week, everybody, have a great week and stay safe out there. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And these free agent moves suck. Hi, Deb.